Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. To put you in the category of the male mind of being worthy as to be a man's wife or mother of his children. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Very difficult times we're still in. You're listening to this in likely May or early June of 2020. We are still in many places on a bit of lockdown doing the social distancing, we have new normals, what everybody's calling it, the new normal. And people are getting itchy and antsy. You might have heard a podcast I did on exes reaching out because this was a huge time for exes reaching out. Uh, That is episode 49. You may want to take a listen to that if that is happening to you right now. I'm going to get to my guest today and ask her about her experience with that as well. But she is 36-year-old Jamie, who is dating 37-year-old Derek. Jamie has taken my consumer versus buyer relationship test, and Derek scored as a mixed messages man. Jamie has been on the receiving end of these mixed messages and wants to know how she can turn things around into getting consistency and positivity from Derek. Jamie feels that the biggest obstacle to Derek committing is the fact that he has been emasculated and hurt by his ex, as well as being put down by his father. Jamie wants to ask me how she can help Derek overcome his hurts so the two can have a completely committed relationship. Interesting. But welcome, Jamie. Hi, Paula. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I was uh, alluding to the fact, you know, that we're still in this time of, you know, the social distancing and the, all the craziness that has happened and difficulties and, and actual suffering from this pandemic crisis. How are you doing where you are? I'm doing well. Uh, it's very awkward leaving the house. I don't want to leave the house, but going to the store, uh, kind of dreaded. I don't want to wear a mask and... It's just an awkward situation. Hopefully yes, it's over it, soon. Boy, that is for sure. Yes, it's it's so true. It's a it's a very disconcerting. I find here in New York City, walking on the streets, and people are passing by 
with the mask. There's a strange feeling you get when you cannot see someone smile or the, mm, I don't know, just the, the expressions on their face. It's, it's very odd, isn't it? It is. I tried to, I realized that I'm smiling under my mask, so I try to look at the other person's eyes to see if their eyes are moving like they might be smiling, but I mean, not really close enough or interacting enough with other people for it to be like it used to be. Boy, for sure. And yeah, I get the same, uh, the same feeling. And it's interesting too, because it almost puts us, I don't know if you feel this or not, but kind of at odds with people. Like there is that whole thing about social distancing, but you feel like, wow, people are really avoiding me. It's just a weird feeling, right? It is. It's very eerie and it almost makes them seem like they're your enemy. Yes. Yeah, and it's an, uh, yes, I, I totally agree. It's a really, really uh, odd feeling that we're all sharing. And that's why I like to hear about others' experiences because uh, I hadn't felt it was put that way. You know, I hadn't heard it put that way, and it really makes sense. So, so yes, let us hope that this is over soon. So, I want to get to you. That's what we're here for your situation, how it's been going. I, you heard my introduction of you there. Uh, tell us how long you have been in this relationship. We have been seeing each other for a, a little over a year. Okay. And how did you guys start out? Where did you meet? Did you meet online? What, how did that happen? I went into uh, his job. He's a salesman, and he was my salesman. And I am in sales as well, and I referred a customer to him, and we never stopped talking. And when when it was, there's a referral, uh, like a credit that I would get for referring someone, and he said he was uh, filling out the paperwork to get me that referral, and I said he didn't have to do that. He could have just bought me a beer. And so mm. we did that. And that segued to where we are now. Oh, wow. Okay. So he picked up on your, uh, and buy you a beer. So like how quickly did that happen? And what was that first meeting like? So I met him after work one day at the bar. And that was about 630. Uh, the week after we started talking and we didn't leave until the bar closed at two o'clock. Okay. And then what happened next? And then he went home and I went home and he texted me uh, consistently for the next few days. And then the next time we hung out, it was probably about a week after that. And he came to my house. Oh, okay. All right. So it's going to be interesting because I'm hearing a couple of things here. He came to your house. Then what happened? Uh, We had a few drinks and we just talked. We have a few people in common. Uh, We grew up in the same area. And, I mean, eventually we ended up sleeping together, which was not my intention. um, But it happened. Mm -hmm. And then he went home the next day, 
and we still continued conversation uh, that he would initiate for a couple weeks after that. So I want to ask you a couple questions here. You said that, so you, the first night you went out for the beer, I assume he initiated that. He did. Okay. And you met. That was a really, really long uh, date you had, kind of. Did it feel like a date? Uh, in a way, it felt like a date. Conversation came very easy. Uh, and I don't think we really realized what time it was until the bar was actually closing. Okay. And then he, then you both went home. Mm-hmm. Were you kissing that night, like at the car? What, what happened? Uh, we did. He kissed me when we were still in the bar and then a little bit at the car as well. Mm-hmm. So how did it happen next that it came to him coming to your house? We had been texting and he was out with some friends and I had asked him what he was doing. He said he was out with friends and I asked him if he wanted to come over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get all that. Thank you so much for that because it's going to come into play when I kind of give you my take on what is happening now. So. Let's fast forward. So you have this time where he comes over and you sleep together. He stays the night. He goes home the next day. What happens now in terms of like how you were navigating this relationship that kind of started? So like I said, he would message me consistently and then that kind of fell off, I guess, Uh, kind of dwindled a little bit, but I would still see him. One night, uh, maybe a month or two after we hung out, he took me uh, to meet his friends, uh, his whole group of friends. And that's been the one time that I've met them. I was expecting to hang out with them at least a little bit every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, The, at this point, I've kind of just, he said that, so I had the, brainy idea to eventually ask him what this was, what we were doing, and that caused him to back off. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of, he said that he needed space, and I've kind of been, in my mind, giving him that space. I don't, for a while I was messaging him, uh, and I have since stopped. I let him initiate contact at this point, 100%. Great. Did you read my book? I did read your book. (laughs) (laughs) Is that when it stopped and you decided, okay, I'm going to let him? Uh, No, I read, well, I read your book uh, like a week ago and then stopping contact with him uh, on my part, initiating, uh, was, I want to say, maybe three or four months ago. Oh, well, wonderful. Okay, good. So you've been, you you just kind of knew that this was something that required your pulling back. Yes. Wonderful. That's great. So what has it been since you stopped initiating all the interactions? I still hear from him, but it's not consistent. I'll hear from him 
when he wants to see me. So sometimes it's once or twice a week, and sometimes it's once or twice a month. And that's what's very frustrating, especially with the words uh, that he gives me as well. Okay, so tell us about that. So he will ask me why I like him so much. Why do I want to be with him when he's made mistakes? And why would I want to get involved in that? Why do I care about him when no one else does? And I give him, you know, my response every time. I give him the answers that are true to me. And he'll talk like he wants to be in a relationship with me. I'd never bring up our relationship. I Part of what I was trying to do in not contacting him was when I did see him, keep things fun, kind of lighthearted, and not hounding him about a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he makes that association on his own. He brings that up every single time, 100%. Mm. Okay. And what do so, you say? I, I let him talk once I answer on why I want to be with him. I let right. him talk, and he usually takes the reins right away and makes it seem like, you know, he's, he's ready to do this and he's ready to settle. And then he comes back with, you know, a few seconds later, but I need my space. And I thought that's what I was giving him. Okay, yes. So when I ask what do you say, when he starts in and you say he does like every time you see him, what do you actually say to him? I tell him that I like how I feel when I'm with him, that I think he's funny, and I enjoy spending time with him, that he's smart, and I enjoy him sharing his stories from work. I feel like I, I learn from that. Uh, just that I like him as a, as a genuine person and want to get to know him more. Wonderful. Great answers. Really great answers. And he says to that, what typically? But why? Like he doesn't believe that, I guess he doesn't believe the words that I'm saying because of past experiences and potentially current uh, experiences as well. But tell me what you you believe, because actually that was in what you had um, sent that, you're saying that something with his ex, was he married? What was his situation? What ex is in the background for him? He's never been married. Uh, he's had a couple girlfriends, and his last girlfriend, he broke up with her four years ago. And they were together and living together uh, for two years. And he paid for everything, and he would call her and tell her about work and the money that he made. And immediately she would have a plan for his money, uh, things that he could buy her, places where he could take her. And he says that he loved her and it took everything he had and was the hardest decision he ever had to make to just leave her. But he knew he had to get away from her because that wasn't how he wanted things to be. Mm -hmm. So I have seen text messages from her or between the two of them, I should say. Uh, And she'll send like 10 or 20, you know, one-liners at a time, like a constant flow of incoming messages. 
and she will say how her new boyfriend is so is so good, how he she loves her new life, she loves her new house, and how much the rent is, and how she loves her new car and her new job, and that she was miserable when she was with Derek, and she hated the area that they lived in, and she wanted to move to a different state, and he didn't want to do that, and how she was just so miserable, and she wanted to off herself, and I could just keep going on. It's I've never seen text messages from someone like that to another person, and they broke up four years ago. And his response to to her messages was, I don't know what you want from me. All you ever do is tell me how shitty of a guy I am and how you don't want to be with me. So, Jamie, when did you see these messages and how recently were they sent back and forth from her to him, et cetera? I saw the messages. That was probably November, Mm -hmm. and they had been from a couple weeks before that. Okay. So... There's a lot to unpack here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm sorry you're experiencing this. It must be uh, confusing to you at best and just downright um, frustrating. Very, very confusing and very frustrating, especially when he's telling me, that he sees a future with me and but doesn't give me anything to really work with now. So uh, I'm getting a mixed message here, and that's what he came up on the consumer versus buyer relationship test, so it it doesn't surprise me at all um, that he came up as a mixed messages man. Uh, Because you had just said that he said, you know, uh, he's not worthy and kind of intimated that he's not ready, but yet then he also has said he sees a future with you. Yes, he's recently, this is more recently, he started talking about us, he's working on buying a house and he talked about us moving in together and eventually starting a business together. and. The last time that I saw him, he uh, brought up, he started with his normal questions. Why do you want to be with me? And I answered, and I I couldn't help it, but I said, so why do you always ask me these questions? Either you don't believe in me and what I say, or you don't believe in yourself, or you don't see anything with me. Mm-hmm. And his response, his response to that was, no, I see it all with you. I see everything with you. So I'm going to give you my take on all of this and how you can possibly turn things around in your favor. All this is great information and enough to really put it into context of how you can set about working this to get things on a much better track. And we'll do that in a moment. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a man decides to make you the one is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at 
whywonthecommit.com. We're back with 36-year-old Jamie, dating 37-year-old Derek. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff and then stuff that will need to be mm, tweaked to really up your value with Derek and not help him through what he's going through with the ex, but to actually just get rid of it completely and to not make any of your decisions based on his seeming seemingly big inabilities to commit. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, good. Because when we cater to those things with any man, we just get more of it. And I've noticed I, go ahead. I've noticed that very recently that that is uh, what's been going on, that I'm trying to be vigilant of what he might be dealing with, and that's just prolonging what is going on anyway. And I, the last time that I saw him, you know, of course, he brought up our relationship, as I said, and he had asked me, at one point I asked him, how long do you think that I'm going to wait for you? Mm-hmm. And he didn't really have an answer. He's, I said, it's been a, a year since we've been seeing each other. And his, his response was, I know. And I said, I do not want to waste my time. And that's something that I said multiple times, not forcefully, but I've said it. And he told me that I'm not wasting my time. Okay. So I know those are words, but that's what he said. Right. And here's what we can know for sure with any man. And I put it in this term so that women can remember this and have my words in their head. If we are staying, no matter what we are saying, we are okaying what's going on. Since I've read your book and listened to your podcast, that is what is constantly in my head. I'll be in the shower repeating that to myself. (laughs) Right. That's great. Good. I'm so glad to hear that because it's, it couldn't be, couldn't be more true. Because men relate via action, not verbalization. So I want to go back to some things here before we get to the crux of what you can do, okay? Okay. And I want to do this for others listening, not in any way making a a statement to you that is going to feel like, oh, God, I messed up, okay? Okay. That makes sense. In other words, I don't want you to feel like, oh my God, this is lost. There's a lost cause because of whatever. Nope. Okay. It's just very important for me to let others know who are listening about certain things in the beginning that can really be helpful to get a potential guy to where you want him to be. So in other words, it was very cute the way you did about the, uh, well, you can buy me a beer instead. 
That was great. He was either going to take you up on it or not, right? And of course he did. And when you went to meet him at 6 p.m., you guys really hit it off. So much so that you lost track of time and were there until 2 a.m. closing, right? Yes, we were. It's very cool and feels great. But for anybody listening, we want to make sure that no matter how much we're enjoying, we don't lose track of time. And here's why. It's very important for a man to see that the thing you value most of all is your time and that your time is respected and that he, in order to get it, must do quite a bit to achieve it. And what this showed him was that you were ready to give him all of your time and attention with no limits. And no matter what, any first meeting, you spend 90 minutes, two hours, tops. Here's why. That old saying, you always want to leave them wanting more. So, for anybody listening, very, very important. And uh, Jamie, thank you for allowing me to do this because it might be like, Mm, kind of painful to hear or whatever. Is it? I wouldn't say it's it's painful. Uh, my eyes are opened now where I would have not thought of that before. Great. Great. So the second part, then he's texting you afterwards. Great. So he, the fact that you, you know, had your wits about you after spending all that time together and you didn't go home together that first night, you made his interest peak and you made him wonder, right? Yes, I did. So, then he's texting you, but you are also texting him and asking questions, right? Yes. This is one of the very, very important premises for women in terms of text. And that is not to ask a man questions. Very, very significant in a subtle psychological way that really gets to men's hearts. And it basically is, even though difficult to understand, like why would questions do anything other than just be normal social interaction? What questions do is they show interest on a level that we want always coming to us from them because that is how they feel love and interest. And the second part is that questions necessitate answers. It's part of the first part of not showing interest, but those are the two main reasons why. And let me tell you, nothing works as well as just simply not asking questions. You take whatever you're going to ask, if you feel in social discourse you need to ask something, you just put it into a statement. And here's how that goes. So I text you, uh, hey, Jamie, uh, 
what's happening? What are you doing? You text back. And I'm, I'm the guy. You text back. Uh, hey, this and that, you know, was out today a little bit, getting some sun. Now, normally you would want to ask the next statement, which the next question, which is, how about you? Or what are you up to? Or what are you doing, right? That's normal, right? Yeah. You don't. You change it into a statement. So what could that change into? Could change into, hope you're out and about today. Hope you have a good one. Hope you're getting some sun. Hope you're enjoying this rare, sunny day. That's it. You see, it immediately cuts things off, and he does what? He wonders. And now he has to achieve your attention again. Really, really significant. So, here's where we're going to go back to the second meeting, which was you were asking him to come over, right? And if we Monday morning quarterback this, this is what, what are you thinking? I like the term. I was just laughing at the term. Okay, right? It's that it's very important to put you in the category of the male mind of being worthy as to be a man's wife or mother of his children. Because if you listen to me at all, you know that I go by Freud's uh, Madonna-Whore dichotomy, okay? It was called Freud's Madonna-Whore complex, but it's now in the psychological realm of Madonna-Whore dichotomy. And this is inherent in every male brain. It's not good or bad. It's just what is that a man immediately puts a woman into one of two categories, either being wife, mother material, or being a woman just to have fun with. And here's how they place you in one or the other category. No matter what society allows us now, and this is what's so maddening about it, the male brain is not able to change this. Just like our brains are not able to change when we like a man and we have sex with him, that we are committed and bonded. It's just what happens. So we have to pay deference to this dichotomy in the male brain. And the easiest way to understand it is through what I say all the time for a woman to uh, keep in her mind as well as if you're staying, no matter what you're saying, you're okay. It's like that. And it is what you do with him, he thinks you do with all men. And this is profound to understand. Because while it couldn't be further from the truth (laughs) for most all of us, it's what he believes because of the Madonna Hort dichotomy. And what that means is 
you, as a woman, you like him. You wouldn't be asking every man to come over after just one night having a beer with him at all. Correct? Absolutely not. Of course. And we as what the reason why you did that is you like him. But this is not how the male brain perceives it. They don't get that. Because let me say this, and, and you'll get it, that if you weren't you, but you were a mm, pretty much any woman within your realm of age, looks, uh, demeanor, uh, status, uh, humor, intelligence, all of it, and you were to know him in a way, and you've gone out with him once, and you called him up for him to come over, would he want to? Yes. Of course. And he would. That's male. Not good or bad, right or wrong, any judgment on it, it's male. So that's why he believes the flip side and what you do with him, you do with all men. It's very uh, mind-blowing, but we all need to wrap our mind around it in order to get what we need to do to put ourselves in the right category to be the chosen one for him to take on as a responsibility he sees commitment as being, and that will be a woman who is in the first category, Madonna, worthy of being wife and mother material. So it went to you sleeping with him because it, you didn't have that intention, right? But I definitely didn't have that intention. Yeah, but what happens is because he he takes these things to mean something. In other words, a woman that I haven't taken out on a proper date, I just had a beer with, uh, she, uh, she kind of pursued me from the drink. I feel the chemistry. And yes, I can be kind of that improper and make moves on her and hopefully have sex. Right? And he did. So again, it puts you a little behind the eight ball that we have to work towards putting you ahead of the eight ball. Right? Now, the great thing is, through the things that you have done so far, you've stopped reaching out to him, right? And he really likes you, cares about you. I don't know if he's used the term, but I think he loves you. He hasn't you? used the word love. He hasn't used the word love, but he has told me that he cares about me. Okay. So it is there at some level. And what you're thinking is that his fears and the stuff with his ex and his father putting him down and all that is keeping him from the commitment. Is that right? I think that is a very large part of it. Okay. I'm going to tell you that you can take that out of your mind and that is not going to be the thing that keeps this from happening. You can absolutely overcome that by not addressing it at all but certainly not taking part in it and not condoning 
is continued interaction with his ex. There's, there's a bit here that we would have to work with, okay? Because it's not being, um, you can't do this, you can't do that, or I don't like this, right? I like that. None of that, right? When I say condoning, I don't mean it that way. I mean sticking around for it if it continues, you see? Yes. Okay. So where you are right now sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that you are accepting whenever he wants to, I guess, uh, I, tell me differently, but I'm envisioning that it's just him coming over or you going to his place. Correct. Both of those. So you see, though, that he has not felt any need to really put you in girlfriend status in the way that he started to when you initially got together. In a way, I feel like he kind of puts me in that general area. And the reason that I say that is because if there's a mention of my ex, who I do not purposely seek out, but we all live within a 20-minute radius of each other and run into each other sometimes, he will be upset. He will show that he's jealous. My phone can go off and he'll think that it's another guy and it's not. It could be my store manager who is a female and we'll be talking about work and he, it drives him nuts that he thinks that another, is that another guy? What's he saying? He must really want you. Okay. And I don't, I don't tell him of course who it is. Okay. So I, I want to caution you against thinking that that's him putting you in girlfriend status. It is like, uh, for men mostly, he, he likes you a lot and he, what I'm hearing, probably loves you and is very confused as well as you are. You can believe it. And the reason I say that is that He's receiving mixed messages as well. And we think the messages are very clear because of what we've said and what men should really expect that we want if we're continuing to see them, right? Meaning, how could he not know that I'm interested and want a commitment? I've said it in so many ways. I show it. I show that I'm... Uh, willing to see him and going along with what he's wanted and it's been a year, how could he not know, correct? That and the fact that he acknowledges it and brings it up all the time. Right. But (laughs) your actions are not aligning with the man's uh, putting you in the category you see, your actions must always be in the first category or he is confused. And that's the crux of it. You see, it's why men, and he's doing this, coming to you and saying, I don't get it. Why me? It doesn't make sense to him. So we would need to work to make it make sense to him. And the reason it doesn't has nothing to do with um, 
really at all what's going on with you. It's the perception and that your actions don't align with your words in the way the man needs them to align. Does any of this compute? It's really a tricky thing to get. Yes, I understand. Yeah. The actions must absolutely align with, I do not accept anything other than girlfriend. And for the man, that connotes a lot of things that he is not giving or showing you now. And our society, unfortunately, uh, makes all of this stuff amorphous. There's, I cannot stand the words, and unfortunately, this is just what it is now, and I get it, but it's so in favor for the man as hanging out. That, those two words are so fraught with context of letting a man off the hook for everything. And what happens when we let men off the hook for everything? We get nothing. We get pain. We get heartache. We get mixed messages. And it's unfortunate because the men want committed long-term relationships whereby they are achieving the time, attention, and affection of the woman they're with just as much as we want that. And I can tell you that for four years, or no, however long he was, two years he was with his ex? Yes. For two years, he was doing that. He was achieving her time, attention, and affection. Now, in the way that it was done is really, the whole thing sounds so dysfunctional and so messed up. But here's what we do know. He fell in love with her by achieving her. No matter that it was with the money or whatever it was with, he, and he still has feelings there because of doing that, even though he left. Yes, he says he will always love her. Yep, exactly. When a man must achieve a woman's time, attention, and affection. Now, is it a functional way? Buying her love and affection? No, not at all. But it made him fall in the deepest way possible, and that's why he says he will always love her. So in order for you to have this man in that way, you are going to have to do the work to turn it around. The first way you do that is through getting it, knowing that you must, and then committing to do the work that will allow him to see it, go through time with it, and come to a determination about it so that he does not possibly lose a pretty puppy that he loves. Because love alone, in the way that he's feeling it now, will not at all have him commit. So I'm going to take a break here, and then you ask me some questions after this, because that was a lot to unpack, and I want to hear your questions. Looking to lure back an ex-love? Let Coach Paula help you get back together with a man you realize might be the one for you. Make the next time around a charm with complete commitment. 
Connect with Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, Facebook, or at CoachPaulaGrooms.com. That was a lot to take in, correct? That was a lot. Yeah. What are your thoughts, feelings, anything? Do you hate me? <laughs> I definitely do not hate you. Uh, the reason, the, the whole reason that I contacted you was because I like the way that you break things down and make them understandable and easy to apply to our own relationship. Mm. So having, having read other books and watched YouTube videos of other coaches, it just kind of in one ear and out the other. And so with, that's the difference with you that you make it understandable. And once you said everything, it completely makes sense on why I'm in the rut that I'm in because of my actions, giving him mixed signals as well. That's so great. That is so great to hear. And I really think, you know, hearing that, you then have the ability to get past it and to have the chance of getting what you want from this relationship. And while I'm all about that, for women, because women are the love in the world. I'm all about women getting the relationships that they desire and deserve. I also happen to love men and know that men do best when they are put through these paces in a way that they get to achieve a woman. That is the deepest way they love. They love through wondering. And when they do, and they commit, and they get the bonding that comes only through committing, that is when they live their best lives and are happiest and healthiest. And I'm all about that as well. So I really love what you're saying. Thank you for saying that. And I believe that... If you do the Lure Him In program, you will have the best chance possible to, in short order, I would say, I would give it about a one-year time frame that you can have this in a fully committed uh, engagement and marriage. Wow. I would have never guessed that would kind of be the timeline based on my current situation oh yeah and i'm glad you said that because it actually has to be and as you read in my book more time in for a man only shows him that you that he can have uh that he can play all the things the way he's playing them and most importantly it shows him your words mean nothing, right? And your words have to mean something. And that he can keep on going the way it is and not do anything differently. More time in is never the answer in almost every case. <laughs> I should say almost never the answer to how you work it for the man to commit. It's what you do with the time 
that is so important. And that time must be a combination of you reclaiming your value, then resetting things to a new standard, restarting the relationship. That's how it has to work. And to reclaim your value, there are a few steps in there, and that's what my Lure Him In is all about, because you have to do something decisive. You have to make him uh, be wondering and really wrestling with his own feelings about you in a way that by you doing what you're doing and continuing to do it doesn't allow him to do. Although it seems like it, because each time he's with you, he talks about it, he's not getting any answers. And you, by talking to him, can't give him those answers. He needs to feel what he needs to feel to get the answers. And that's what the lure him in is all about. So what other questions um, might come up for you around this? I definitely agree that I need to change my ways. I know that I've been too accommodating, too available, and that's what got me to where I am. And I'm willing to change all of that to move things in the direction that I'm looking for them to go. Excellent. Excellent. And that, that's what it will take. And if you have commitment to that, first and foremost, you can change this for him as well and for the two of you together. And it is your biggest hope to do so. And for anyone who might be in this situation, the lure him back is the way that you can get to his deepest feelings. And through those deepest feelings, he can make a decision. Because right now, he's in feelings and he's allowed to not go deeper with them because of you continuing on and him getting the needs met in the way that serves him. And they serve him because he doesn't have to go deeper. That's where the man really chooses to live, even though it feels, um, for you, frustrating and stuck. For him, it's everything's kind of copacetic, and in time, something will change. And we have to know, as mechanics of a relationship, and you've heard me talk about that, we know that unless we put the work into the relationship car, it's just going to say stall the way it is. It really necessitates really doing something much more consistent and illustrative of who you are, what you want, and you having the knowledge that this is the way for him to get there as well. So for anyone, that is my Lore Him Back program. I'm happy to uh, talk to you, Jamie, about that because I think that step-by-step step, with the direction each step of the way, you can feel supported in doing it. No, without a shadow of a doubt that this is the way to help him get there. And through the 12 weeks, if he 
doesn't get there, you found out something very significant for yourself so that you can make a choice whether or not to continue and possibly waste more time or to cut things off. That is definitely the clarity that I'm looking for. That's great. That's great. So I thank you for doing this today, and I will talk to you about that uh, aside from this podcast and off of this podcast. But I really appreciate the way you outlined this for us because I believe so, so many women are in your situation with a version of Derek in one way, shape, or form. We have all been there. Uh, it is, it's really mind-boggling when you're in it. And the fact that you have gotten to this place of clarity through reading, knowing that something needs to change, that's huge. And so you are so far ahead with this. And I'll be happy to talk to you about that. For everyone else, um, please, like Jamie here, think about making a decision for yourself to investigate you know first get my book if you like the stuff that i'm saying here on the podcast read the book and i'm happy to talk to you either on this podcast by going to realcoachingconversations.com and filling out the form in order to possibly be a guest you can get my book at any book retailer coach paula grooms follow me on instagram and subscribe on YouTube, and hopefully we will be talking soon. In the meantime, don't forget, for any man in your life, so important to make him wonder. you for listening to make him wonder if you've benefited from today's conversation please subscribe and share connect with coach paula at makehimwonder.com there you can take several relationship evaluations discover her books and other resources and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you